Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, right here, right now, we make room for you. We make room for you. Our hearts are yours. Our lives are yours. And this church is yours. Lord, we pray that that heaven will continue to invade this place. That heaven will continue to invade our lives this morning. Lord, we decrease that you may increase. We decrease that you may increase this morning. So, Lord, we just thank you. We honor you. Holy Spirit, come and do what only you can do. In your mighty name we pray. Everybody said... Amen. Amen. You may take your seats. Thanks, team, for leading us in in worship this morning. What a beautiful sound. Thanks, Alan. Sorry? You can hear angels there, the chimes of heaven. <laughs> Christian jokes. Welcome, welcome, welcome today. It's uh, so wonderful to, to see you all here. Thanks, Karen. You can. That's right. That's right. You can sit down. Isn't she beautiful? That's my beautiful wife, if you don't know that uh, there. Thank you. And thanks, Ryan. Doesn't he look good with his new haircut? New hair, so... Are you, are you staying up here because you want attention right now, I think? <laughs> Can you do a little uh, catwalk for us with your new hairstyle? There we go. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> Ryan. There we go. Hey, just want to encourage you um, for, you know, it's, I love seeing what God has been doing in, in your life and... Um, I love seeing you step into the the, um, the unique uh, call that only you have that God has placed in your life when it comes to to leading worship and and um, and leading our church and I, and I love that you know that our our team is a diverse team. It would be very boring if every single one of our worship leaders led the same way, but I love that God unique has a unique calling on each and every one of us and just graced us and and so thank you for uh for leading us and and leaning into the grace upon upon your life um i you know you've heard me say it many times to you but i really do believe that, that god has called you um to to lead uh worship to to write songs and and so continue to step into that continue to to lean uh into uh god f- and finish those songs that um 
we laugh because we've tried, to, we've started to write songs but never finished them. Um, so we will finish them this year in Jesus' name. We believe, we pray, we sing for miracles, so maybe we can uh, believe for miracles with uh, some songs uh, being uh, finished. So thank you, Ryan, and thank you to our team for leading us uh, this morning. As was mentioned, my name is Nat. I'm one of the pastors here, one of the leaders here at um, Celebration Church. And, and I just want to thank uh, Pastor Benoit and Pastor Charlie for, for the honor it is to, to be able to share uh, today, for allowing me to, to, to be up here and to, to share what's on my heart and to be able to uh, speak what I believe that God's placed in my spirit um, for, uh, for us and, and when I say us, I include myself because as I was preparing for this, I, I can feel God going, yeah, but what about you? It's easy to tell others what to do, but what about you doing that in your life as well? So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm getting convicted at the same time, being challenged. So it's, it's good. Uh, also, I just want to welcome those who are online uh, with us this morning. So if you're at home or you're listening at a later point, um, we just pray that you'd be blessed and you'd be encouraged uh, in Jesus' name. Also, just want to welcome back the Mitchells, Pastor Joel and Alex, who have come back from their break. It is so good uh, to have them back in the house, um, and I'm sure they are feeling, uh, are you feeling rested, Pastor Joel? No, you're ready, you've already booked in your next uh, four-week breaks starting next week, was that? Yeah, no, Easter, starting Easter. It is great to have you guys back. Good. How are we all feeling this morning? Feeling good? Hey, Benny, how exciting is that for you? Stepping into that, that season. I, I love that we're a, a church and you can see uh, a church of generations and you can see what God has been doing. So Benny's dad, Paul and Michelle, they were actually my uh, and mine and Pastor Benoit's youth pastors. And, and I love how then, you know, a couple of generations later, then here we are. Benny, I remember holding you as a baby. Um, with the, the moment you were born, not really. Um, <laughs> Nat, what are you doing here? Uh, just supporting. Um, but I, I love that. And, you know, in, in a f- before you know it, in a few years, you know, my eldest, Addie, she'll be in youth ministry. And, and most likely you'll be still, obviously, hopefully youth pastor still then, it, it, depending on what God does and where he leads you and take you. But you'll be able to speak into... Um, my kid's life, just like how I was able to speak into your life and how your dad was able to speak into my life. So it is always good to be able to um, see that in the life of church. There are only a few of us here in this church who have been, um, well, I suppose you can count the younger kids now, but anyone who are over 20 that who was born, and this is the only place that you've ever been in this church. There's only a few of us here um, with that. But as the kids keep, more kids keep coming, more kids will be, they'll be, they're born into this church as well. So we just prophesy more children in Jesus' name. What? I, I prophesied it. Has to be. Cool. So this morning, uh, we're going to come around the word, uh, and then at the end, we're going to have a bit more time of, of worship where I just want God just to be able to just continue to speak uh, to you this morning. Um, a um, really um, well-known person once said, I love worship. Um, that was me. Um, and well, I, I, I love worshiping God. Who, who loves worshiping God? Yeah, yeah. So you love worship. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it doesn't matter if you go up to, to someone who is the, like a, 
uh, I suppose, Christian famous who is a famous worship leader, and you go to say something encouraging, and the first thing, the only words that come out of your mouth is, I love worship. Uh, kind of embarrassing, but hey, I do. I love worship. <laughs> but um, So we're going to spend some time at the end uh, in some more worship. But I just want to um, yeah, speak this morning around... Uh, and the title on the uh, screen, if we can have that come come up. This morning I'm going to be te- speaking about seasons, rhythms, and tempos. And I suppose today's word came out of a, a, a moment that I was, you know, at work, just sitting at the desk, on the computer, doing what I, what I do. Who, who knows what I do? I do something. I work. Um, but I was just sitting there working, typing away, typing my memoirs. No, not really. Just typing away. And just this word popped into my into my heart, into my spirit, and and the word was um, rhythms, and and then it kind of took me around this other thought around then seasons, rhythms, and, and and tempos. But I love the word rhythm. Obviously, one um, I love to play music. So when I hear the word rhythm, I'm like, ooh, rhythm, and uh, I just have to feel like dancing. Who loves to dance? Yeah, who loves to dance? Yeah. Um. And each week, when you see like Ryan when he's playing the guitar this morning, it's a rhythm guitar. So we, we hear uh, you are playing rhythm. If you don't know that, then well, we've got a little bit to, to teach around music. Um, uh, but there are also what is known as natural rhythms or Earth's rhythms. And in the Encyclopedia Britannica, because I love to, to look at and uh, research uh, in the Encyclopedia Britannica each, each day, it's part of my daily disciplines, not really. Um, but it says that the earth is dominated by natural rhythms, the tides, the seasons, days, and night. And it says also, adhering to these rhythms can be the difference between life and death. So it gives an example. So this is not an example that I just, you know, what is an example of this? I'll come up with this on my own. I know I took it from the encyclopedia because that's what smart people do. Um uh, it's, it talks about, you know, for example, using animals as an example. So it speaks about here, uh, like a mountain hare. So a mountain hare, like, a, like you know, those hares, rabbits related, but not the same. Mountain hares, it says that don't get their winter coat in time, often freeze to death or are quickly spotted in the snow by predators. So they go there, they change their hair. That's obviously in the warmer months, their hair is a little bit browner. But when it, um, it changes to their winter coat, it goes to more white so they can hide in the snow from their predators. Also, another example is anything living near the shores has to adjust um, its daily activities to fit the tides. Um, so I was thinking about that with us, and there are things uh, that we do and are a part of that, that are God's designed. And, you know, for example, like rhythm, so our rhythm, like we are born, we live, and then we die. Yeah? But then... Throughout life, we continue to adjust our lives or ourselves in each and every season. So when I heard, you know, so obviously, as I said before, when I was thinking about this word rhythm, it sparked my um, interest and I began, to, uh, I began to think about rhythms and seasons and, and tempos and asking myself, what season was I in? What season are my family in? And then what season... Is my church in? What season is Celebration Church in? Because I think about, you know, um, over the last few years, think about the season of this church, for, uh, for example, and 
you know, for for a while now we've we've only had like one service, which is pretty pretty comfortable, pretty um, pretty easy to be to be involved in to serve in, and um, and how um, we always you know from the front and we we declare it and we believe it and we sing it we um, you know we hear our, our pastors speak it and we say amen you know God we 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 pray for miracles we pray for salvations we pray for revival, and um, and what happens? What happens if God, well, not if, when God answers that? What What are we going to do? Because we've been in a season, you know, leading up to pre, you know, COVID, and then in COVID, you know, we got into a season where we were used to kind of, you know, watching church online, and then uh, we we're stepping out of that season now into into post COVID and what God has for us. And and for some people, it's a challenge because they they're still stuck in that season, and um and may not be feeling comfortable enough to come back to in-person church but where is God calling us and, and what is God calling us to do and if if God was to answer our prayer today and then next week we had um, you know triple the amount of people turn up to church next Sunday is one service enough and so what season are we in and, and what what am I involved in how do I uh, what is my part to play in that so this morning, we're just going to um, kind of just look at a few things around seasons, about rhythms, about tempos, and thinking about that with your own life, but also thinking about that in the life of our church. And uh, in Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 and 8, uh, it says, there is a time, and it should be on the screen, there is a time f- for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. A lot of times there. But you can see that it, when you look at that scripture and it, it kind of you can see all that happening in the earth. You can see that happening in the earth right now. And there are, the, the, there are these times, there are these examples that we have. So my aim for us this morning is this. For us to consider your rhythm, the season you are in, and the season our church family is in as well. As well as the tempo of your life. So I'm just going to pray, and then we're going to continue to go through this. So Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this moment that we can come together around your word. May you speak to us this morning. May you speak to us this morning. Lord, may it not be just my words and my thoughts, but Lord, may your heart speak through today. That you would encourage us, that you would challenge us. You would cause us to to change, to to be different, cause us to be more like you. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. So do you know that we serve a God who is not limited by the world's rhythms and seasons? Yeah? So we have the seasons that uh, that we know of, but God's seasons are over and through, in and out, through everywhere, God seasons. He's not limited by what we have or by the time that we have. So when you look at 
time. There are two examples from the uh, from from uh, Greek translations of this. This is Chronos. It should be on the screen, which is uh, the Greek for chronological or sequential time. So you know your um, you know months, days, seconds, minutes, hours, yeah. And then Kairos, which is Greek for a period or a season or a specific moment. And I love that because a lot of those God moments that you had or a God encounter or when God sent someone to you and spoke to you at a, at a, at a, at a, you know, a, a certain time, that's the Kairos moment, God doing something in that moment. And when you, when you look a little bit into it, it talks about that uh, Kronos is uh, uh, measured by, it's kind of quantitative, so as we said before, around your seconds, minutes, hours, etc., um, but Kairos has a qualitative or permanent nature. I love that. So that those Kairos moments are those moments where you walk away changed. And so God moves in seasons. And I know that in certain times that God just does something, as I said before, he may send someone. Or you may have been that person that God has sent someone to. And you're like, I just felt like I need to pray for them. I felt like I needed just to encourage them. And in that moment, someone may have just like burst into tears and like, you don't know how much I needed that. Yeah, has, has anyone ever had that kind of moment? Yeah. And so let's look into a little bit about seasons. So uh, define seasons. Obviously, each of the four divisions of the year, so spring, summer, autumn, and winter. Um, and as I uh, mentioned before, um, as I was thinking about rhythms and, and seasons, I started to think about the seasons that both Karen and myself have been in over the around the past 13 or so years. Uh, we've been married for 11 years this year, 12 years. Um, and it, it, it goes very quick, very quick. 12 years married this year. And then it taught, thinking about how throughout these seasons, throughout these even um, these God seasons, what God has done and how we have, how we have lived, how we have adjusted, what, what rhythms... What were the rhythms of our life? What was the tempo of our life? And how it's, um, during different seasons it, it changed at different times or it, we had to adjust. So I suppose you think about in that moment, you know, when we were first married, pre-kids, very different to post-kids. Yeah, yeah, all the parents can go, yeah, yep, I understand that. It is very different. Even uh, singleness to being married, very different. Because you, you, you're there and you're like, this person is always there. They are just, they're, they're, they're here. I, I didn't know that it was going to be like that. I don't know if anyone kind of felt like that. But, but as seasons are different. And when I think about how we have served in the house of God, we have never stopped serving in the house of God in whatever uh, season that we're in. But the way that we serve has adjusted. Or the rhythm of our serving has adjusted. And so point number one I wanted to, to focus around this morning is understand the season. Understand the season. In 1 Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32 part A, it says, From Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. These are the sons of Issachar. They understood the times and knew what Israel were to do. 
Do you know or understand the season or time that you're in right now? I think about um, probably in my late teens, there was a season in my life where I, th- I felt like, you know what? I, I need to stop watching so much TV or hanging out with my friends so much and I need to spend time just worshipping. I felt in my heart it was a season where I just need to, you know, not be hanging out with everyone all the time because there was a probably a time, and I think most uh, teenagers or young adults probably go through this, um, is that where you're constantly hanging out with people, but God is kind of going, no, I want, I'm drawing you to myself. Come and spend time with me. I want you to go deeper. And so there's probably a moment where I, I, I think that I, I, if I remember, that I, I probably didn't watch any TV for six months or whatever, and I just spent time in my room, uh, worshiping. Occasionally, my parents would knock because I was still with my parents and knock on the wall. What are you doing? It's eleven o'clock. Let us go to sleep. But I'm worshiping, um, so that I th- figured I probably should move out at some point, so that I can just do what I do that whenever. But it was a different season. I had to learn to understand the season uh, that I was in. And so, yeah, do you know or understand the season or time you're in? In a world that constantly seems like it's in chaos and disorder, and if you watch the news, constantly seems like there's chaos and disorder, what is it the church is called to do and be? What is Celebration Church called to do and to be? What are you called to do and to be and to bring and to to live in a world that's full of chaos and disorder? says here the sons of Issachar knew, understood the times and knew what Israel should do. Do you know what to do in this season? Point number two, do not become complacent. 2 Samuel chapter 11 verse 1 says, In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole, Israel, whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Roah, but David remained in Jerusalem says in the spring at the time when kings go off to war so most of you here that know this passage of scripture this is where then after this where uh, king david committed adultery and then eventually killed the husband of um, by sending him out into the um, front line but it says here in the spring when kings should be at war david was a king he was meant to be out at war but he wasn't he became complacent, he became familiar in the season that he was in. Thought that it wasn't, you know what, that's okay, the others can do it, I can just rest. And I think about that, you know, when you think um, during COVID lockdown, if not, we most of us pretty got a lot of rest. Even if you served a lot, you got a lot of rest because it meant that you weren't on roster every single uh, Sunday. And some, for some of us here, some people feel like or are still in that place of rest. But is God calling you to go, hey, that was that season. I'm calling you over here. I'm calling you to do this. Like the sons of Issachar, do we understand the time or the season that we're in? Let's not become complacent. Rest is good. Don't get me wrong, rest is good. 
And God always calls us to come place, back, come back to a place of rest. But that place of rest then enables us to go back out to do what he's called us to do. Are you in a place of rest this morning and, and, and just have been for a long time and God's been like, you know, maybe you should serve or maybe you should do this or maybe I've, for some it might be to, to go and start a business. I don't know. But sometimes we know that little, that little prod. And we're like, eh, I don't know yet, I don't know. The next point is listen and trust God. If you're not too sure, just listen. And at the end, as I said, we're going to take time to listen Take time to listen to God. Because to understand the season that you're in, you've got to take that time to listen. It's not just this one little moment of thought, maybe I'm here and then I better go do a whole lot of things. Sometimes it takes a lot of waiting. And that's okay. But are you bringing yourself back to that place before God just to wait, just to sit, just to listen, take that time? And then when He does speak, do you trust do you trust? In Exodus chapter 16 and verse 1 to 3, the whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt, in the desert the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out of the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Wow, so dramatic. So dramatic. Often at times, we probably can be that dramatic ourselves. Why are you taking me over here, God? Over there was so much better. I had all this stuff. But why are you taking me over here? I don't know if I'm going to have the finances for tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to have the food for tomorrow. But God's like, do you trust? And if you know that, that story, God had just taken the Israelites out of Egypt and was leading them to the promised land. And when they always talked about it, a land flowing with milk and honey. I don't know if that really um, makes me, I just, I feel like it's a lot of like Israel, like in hot and then so having milk. Um, I know Ryan would love it. It sounds like his um, heaven. Land flowing with milk and then honey, like honey, just sticky. I just think of like being sticky all the time. So I don't know, if it, but it was a promised land. But God had <laughs> promised this place, like, you know, a place that was just flowing with milk and honey. They had just seen the power of God and the work of his mighty hand coming out of Egypt. They saw the, the miracles, the things that God did to get them out of Egypt. And then God was leading them towards a promised land. And not only, it was only about, I think they said it was about two months later, two months Oh, how we wish we were back there where we had pots of meat and food. Why have you brought us out here to die? Rather than trusting God and, and believing Him in that season that He was going to lead them to the promised land, they chose to grumble. They chose to whinge and complain. Who's done that before? Have we? Probably. We can all, if we can be honest, we can probably all go, yeah. Been there, done that. But once again, they did not understand the season they were entering into. They did not understand the season that they were in, transitioning into the promised land. 
And in Numbers chapter 14, verse 20 to 24, it says, The Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw my glory in the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. No one has treated me with contempt will ever see it. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I'll bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. Such a powerful passage. You think about that in the, in the season of our church. You know, where is God leading us? And as we, as, we, as we go through this season, as we, as we st- um, walk into what we believe where God is taking us and where um, our pastors feel in their hearts, where God is leading us as a church, will we trust? Or will we grumble and complain and ultimately miss out on stepping in to the promises of God? And I've seen, I've seen people come and go through church and did not understand the season that they were in or the season that we were in as a church and grumbled and complained, ultimately left. Some have even walked away from God, which is a shame. And I I, I pray and I I believe that God will bring them back. But they will miss out on certain things. They'll miss out on the season that we are in right now. They'll miss out on, you know, depending how long they, they, they are away or if, Um, If there's unforgiveness in their hearts, they will miss out on the promises of God. I don't want to ever be someone that misses out on what God God has for us. I want to be like Caleb. I want to have a different spirit. Because when Moses sent in the, 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 the spies, there were two people that came back and reported a good report. And that was Caleb and Joshua. They could see what God had for them. They didn't care that this morning we were talking about giants and, you know, giants are still being slayed. They didn't, you know, those other 10 spies, when they went in, all they saw were giants. They didn't see a God who slayed giants. They didn't see a God God who is above all, who's a miracle working God, even though they just had seen God's miracle work at hand. They forgot. And it's a warning for us. We can become complacent and so familiar so easy so easily and forget that our God is a miracle working God and easy just to go read about and become familiar that read all these passages in in the um, in the New Testament you know even some in the in the, the Old Testament where you read of these healings these miracles these signs and wonders and we, we can become familiar with that and go yeah oh yeah God God's a miracle working God but yet there is someone who we walk past every day or is in our workplace or in our school and God is saying Go pray for them. Go talk to them. Do you not believe that I'm the miracle-working God? Go speak to them about, about my son Jesus and how he loves them. Go speak to them about it. But we can become familiar and complacent. And please hear my heart this morning. Please, I'm not trying to... to um, share this today from a place of, you know, trying to, how do you say it, but trying to convince or trying to make you feel bad or whatever. No, my heart is, as I said at the start, for us to consider 
the season we're in, the season that you're in. And what's your role? What's your part in this season that we're in now at Celebration Church and in the season to come? What is your part to play? I'm going to come around the word rhythms for, for a moment. And it defines it as a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound, the measured flow of words and phrases in a verse. What are my rhythms? The ebbs and flows, the to and fro, and the daily tasks of my life. So we've got a few examples of rhythms here. Personal rhythms. So obviously you're, you know, you're, you're sleeping, you're waking, you're eating, you're, you're drinking, etc. But then you've got your family rhythms, family time, date night, reading books with the kids. My little girl, Winter, at the moment, she'll go, boo, boo, and she'll go get her book. And then so if um, I'm over here sitting on the ground, she'll walk up over here and then back up, back up, back up, and then sit down. So it's like, it's quite funny and cute at the same time. But then I have to read the same book uh, maybe 10, 20 times over and over. And then I'll go, what about this book? And then she'll go get another book. Then I have to read that for the next 10, 15 times over and over. But there's family rhythms. Just like in your personal rhythms, it's important, you know, that you're getting enough sleep, that you're, that you're eating and drinking well. Hence, when, when I'm speaking this stuff, I'm like convicting myself right now. When, when, when I say that, people are like, yes, that's me too. <laughs> Is anyone like that? No. Oh, you are all perfect. You all work, you know, daily exercise. And Mark laughs because he's like, have you gone back to the gym yet? I'm like, mm, how's your day? Change the subject. Family rhythms are important as well. Your family, whether, whether you've got kids or not, or you, you, d- you don't have your own family, yeah, but you still got your your um, family that you can go to or people that you consider who are your family. It's important to have that time with family. For married couples, date night, once again, it was one of those things, oh, let's go to the next one. Um, reading books, if anyone wants to babysit, no, yeah, I'm just I can do that from the front, can't I? Babysitters, yeah, that put your resume in. Um, I'll go through them and uh, do the approvals once we've gone through the, the, the right checks. <laughs> you can pay us to, to look, no. Um, family time, date night, reading books to the kids, those are all important in the midst of, of all the doing. You know, there are times where on a Monday night I'll come out to, to team night, so I'll go straight from work, drop the family home because they'll pick me up, I'll take them home and then I'll come straight out to church and then usually I won't see them much that night. So in the little part that I have, I make sure that I'm attentive to them in that time. Whether I've got other times out, I then make sure that I'm doing things that spending time with my family, with my kids, making sure that they know that I value time with them. So it's important to have, you know, in our family rhythms. And there's also your spiritual rhythms. So you're praying, you're reading the word, worshiping God, coming to church, serving at church, attending Connect, 
etc. So you look at all these things, your day-to-day things, or so your personal rhythms, your family rhythms, your spiritual rhythms. How are we going with that? How are you going with that? And in this season, are you doing the right amount that, that you feel that God is calling you to? Are you doing too much and neglecting this area over here? Or are you not doing enough and need to step into doing some extra, whether it's your personal rhythm, so making sure that you have the good sleeping patterns in place? <laughs> Exercise. <coughs> it's getting hot in here. Um, then your, your family rhythms. Are you spending enough time as a family? Spouses, are you spending enough time together? Parents, are you spending enough time with your kids? Your spiritual rhythms, are you, are, you, are, you, are you taking that time out daily to pray, to read, to worship? Do you come to church enough? Or is it once every now and then? Are you attending Connect? Are you actively participating in Connect? Or do you sit there and go, I've got half hour left. But in each one of those times and in those rhythms in different seasons, as I said before, we adjust. And so before, so pre-kids, so both um, Karen and myself in, with team night, with our, with our worship team, we'd come out here every Monday night. Karen would come out as well. But post-kids, we can't take our, our girls out every Monday night. They need to have their, their sleep and that as well. And so in each and one, every one of those seasons, there is also sacrifices. And God sees those sacrifices. But are they, are they the right sacrifices that you need to be taking? Are they the right sacrifices for this season? Are we spending too much time in the gym? Mark says not enough. At the expense of not spending enough time in his word. Do you get what I'm saying, yeah? So how are your rhythms going? Does it feel like there is a godly flow to your life or does it feel disjointed, rushed or out of control? And this thought that I have here is my rhythm is a result of my offering. My rhythm is a result of my offering in Romans 12 verse 1. And this is in the um, message version, I think, yep. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Take your everyday life. So thinking about your rhythms, your personal, your, your, your family rhythms, your spiritual rhythms, take every part of that, bring it to God. Bring it to God. This is an offering to you, God. Don't just go through life without even thinking about God. What we do 
and what we're a part of. Give it all to God. That's your offering. And so whatever your rhythm is right now is a result of what you're, you're offering to God. So if it's feeling destroyed and out of control, maybe you need to come back to God. You go, God, this everyday thing that I'm a part of, my, everything that I do, I bring it to your feet and I present it as an offering. As we saw in the examples with King David and the Israelites, they forgot this, became complacent, familiar, and as a result, their lives were impacted greatly. Israelites, those Israelites, except for the two, did not get to see the promised land. And lastly, let's look in uh, this thought around tempo. So it defines it as the speed at which a passage of music or um, should be played, or the rate or speed of motion or activity pace how often when we ask the question how are you how's work how's work been how's your week been how often do we get the response one word busy i even i probably say that a lot as well but how often do we say busy it's funny because you can have a family like the websters who have 20 kids um, how many kids? Five or six? Five? Six? Five? Five? Four? Four? Oh, it sounds like six. The, the kings have f- 50 kids. Um, but it's funny because they can go, yeah, busy, and then you can have someone who's single who works a part-time job and then go, you ask the same question, they go, busy. And then the person who has a family with 20 kids walking past, what? Busy? But we can often, no matter what we are, we can feel like that, yeah? We feel that there are so many, so much things going on, and maybe it's the tempo at which we're living. We haven't looked at our rhythms. We haven't thought about the season that we're in. We're just full-paced, going forward, doing everything. Youth leaders, young adults, I've seen this many times, particularly in that area, and, and you know, and often feel like so busy that they go, no, I've got to pull out. I can't do this anymore. But I know what the, the one thing that is not being done. Many times, sometimes, occasionally there are actual real reasons, but majority of the time what I have found, and even when it comes to my life, I've forgotten one thing. Coming back to the feet of God, sitting at His feet, making sure that I'm spending time with him in his presence. I can be good at being so busy, doing a lot of things, you know, being out every night, you know, whether it is being in team night, attending Connect, going to another Connect, running another Connect, attending youth, going to young adults, and we can be so busy, but then we forget the most important thing is spending time with Jesus because if in this season you are graced, and, and I feel like with both Karen and myself, wow, that went really loud really quickly. Um, in every season, both, is that Karen speaking through as well? In every season that both Karen and myself, we've, whatever season we've stepped into, we've felt that we are graced for that season. So if there was more that we were stepping into and taking on, we felt that we were graced. Now we spend to obviously spend time with God, consider the season that we're in, can we do that? 
we are not inv- um, we are not less involved in the things that we are in now in a different season where we have kids in that as well but th- our rhythms have changed a bit so we've adjusted so I may be able to go out but Karen then stays out so but there are other times where Karen would go out I would stay home so we've adjusted that but we wouldn't be able to do that if we don't spend time at the feet of Jesus so at what pace are you walking in and this and this um, final point here and, and the team can um, come up as well is to keep in time with God keep in time with God Matthew 11 verse 28 to 30 in the message version says are you tired worn out burned out on religion come to me get away with me and you recover your life I'll show you how to take a real rest Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I'm going to read that again. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Who wants to live like that? I mean, all our hands are probably should be up here because I, I don't want to live a life where I just feel burnt out and tired. I want to live a life where it feels free and light. Knowing that no matter what season I'm in, how much I'm um, involved in or what I'm um, doing, that I'm taking time to spend with Him. Learning the unforced rhythms of grace. Learning to flow with Him. Learning to put disciplines in my life so I can make sure my personal rhythms, my, my family rhythms, my spiritual rhythms are in step with God and in the right season. As I said earlier, in a moment we're going to spend some time waiting on God in His presence and, and the team will lead us in some worship. And, and in, in that moment you don't need to, to sing unless you want to. You don't need to stand unless you want to. Um, There's a time where you can just wait on Him because for me that is the only place where I know how to understand the season I'm in or to understand what, what, my, what, what are the rhythms that I need to be uh, living from or, or what is the tempo of my life in God's presence. That's the only place <laughs> I know. And, and amongst all the words that I've spoken today, I'm believing that in this moment that God, I, I I'm not really fussed whether you hear the words that I, that, I, that I speak today, but that you hear from God, that you hear from Him today. If we can just get some... Oh, there we go. Already, already feels, feels good. Why don't you just close your eyes where you are? And in this moment, as I said, I want us to consider these things. I feel like in the season that we're in now, we are in a season of preparation. That God's preparing us to 
what we believe that, that, that's on our hearts, revival, salvations, whether, whether it is thousands of people or, or not, it's not the numbers isn't the goal, but it's about sharing the gospel with those around us. Where is he leading us to? Where is he leading Celebration Church to? What is he calling you to do? For some of you here, and this whole, and please hear me, this whole sermon wasn't about a recruitment drive. But I do want to say these few thoughts or ask these few questions. Is he calling some of you to join our teams in this season? Or for some of you that are involved in multiple teams or you've been serving in a team for a long time, is he calling you to go, you know what, that season is finished, I want you to go to this team. But there are also some of you here who have specific skills that only you can bring. And if you see a gap in our church, see Mark after the service, and he'll help get you connected in and how we can um, use that and involve you in the life of our church. I'm just asking these questions, you know, what is God calling you to do? You might feel in this season, you know what, I'm doing exactly what God has called me to do. That's okay, because it's about being obedient to God in each season. Did God speak to you about your rhythm today? Is he saying it's time to discipline yourself in this area or that area of your life? Is God saying, get ready? Get ready. You pray these prayers, get ready to see what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring people. Are you ready? Are you ready for that, for that um, to come? And in John 4, 23, 24, it says, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. And so right now, as, as the guys uh, lead us, consider those thoughts. You don't have to consider every single one of those thoughts. For some of you, it might be just one question that I asked. It might be one aspect. Or you may feel that God is speaking to you about something different. That's okay. It's between you and God. So we can just take these next few moments just to just to wait upon him, allow him to speak to us this morning. Yes, Lord, we offer our hearts completely to you. Lord, that our everyday life, we lay it down at your feet. This is our offering. We offer our lives as living sacrifices. 
to you, holy and pleasing to you, Lord God. For this is our spiritual act of worship. This is our act of worship to offer our lives, our hearts, as an offering at your feet, Lord. May you lead us. May you guide us. Lord, throughout this week, may you teach us and speak to us about the season that we're in. May you speak to us about the season that our church is in and where you are leading us. May we learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And may we continue to to come back and wait on you. Come back and spend time with you at your feet, Jesus. Before we finish, just always want to be able to give the opportunity. If you're here and you've never given your heart to Jesus before, let's keep our eyes closed for this moment. If you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, or you may be someone here that you think, you know what, I just need to come back to Jesus. I need to recommit my heart this morning. Where you are, just ask that you just raise your hand quickly because we'd love to just pray with you this morning. So if you've never given your life to Jesus and you think, Hey, I love what you've been speaking about Jesus today. I want to I live my life completely and wholly to Him. Or you may have felt that you've kind of been a little bit like King David or the Israelites and just become complacent and forgot, became familiar. And you know what? I just want to recommit my life to you, Jesus. Just lift your hands where you are. It's okay. Dear Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for today. And Lord, we, we, we pray and believe for salvations, Lord. Lord, throughout this week, may you either place someone on our heart or bring someone to our attention or give us a God moment where we can speak to someone about you, Jesus. Lord, that there may be celebrations each week, testimonies of people, miracles, signs and wonders, people get coming to, to know you, Jesus. So we just thank you that we get to be your hands and feet in our community, in our city. We honor you, Lord, and, and above all today, Lord, we just honor you. We love you so much. May you just bless each and every single person here. May you continue to to show them who they are in you and to remind them of who you are to them, Lord God. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. Are we going to finish there? The guys are just going to continue just to play for a little bit. And if you need some prayer, please come down the front. We'd love to to pray uh, with you.
Um, but feel free, the, the cafe is open once again. If you're a new person, you uh, get a free coffee and eat food. Do they get to know just free coffee? What well, Benny's going to pay for your food. Um, <laughs> you get a free coffee. Um, but go out, enjoy each other's company, and um, have a wonderful week. Um, have a great night at Sisterhood tonight. Um, believing for God encounters there. And we'll see you guys next week. Bless you guys. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.